something that pricks your interest at all. Unleashing the power within it, there's a, a, um, an implication there that within every believer, this is speaking to believers, within every believer, there is a power that has not been unleashed. There's a power that is untapped, if you will. What kind of power is this that we're talking about? The Apostle Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, and he says something like this, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you as a believer. He says in another place in the book of Ephesians, he says, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that is within you. Why is it that we don't hunger and thirst for this power? Why is it untapped? Why is it that our attitude in our heart about this incredible power that Jesus talks about, why is it that our attitude isn't, I would do anything for that? What do I need to do? Where do I need to sign up? I'll wait in line, whatever it takes, whatever it costs. I want that kind of power in my life. Maybe we don't understand it. Maybe we're unaware that that kind of power has been bought and paid for already is available to every single believer. We just don't understand it. God wants us to understand it. God spends ample time in His Word teaching us about this incredible power. Teaching us that the supernatural, the abnormal, should be natural and normal in our lives. It's a daily thing we should expect every single day. I have come to to realize, and this is just my opinion, and you're welcome to argue with me if you like, But the majority of Christians, the majority of believers, the majority of those who have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, if they were being honest, would describe their spiritual journey as one of frustration. I'll take a little bit of the responsibility for that. We stand up here on Sunday morning and we open God's Word. We'll always preach from God's Word. And every Sunday there's some there's some kind of application that we feel like the Lord is giving to us. And we tell Him. We sense His presence. We sense his, He's near. We, we hear His voice. This is, this is what He wants. Man, this is what I want. I want to express my love to Him in this way. And, and, and I want to make a commitment to Him today that, Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm going to do that. This entire year has kind of been about being used by God, and we've been challenged that, that God wants and desires to use us every single day, and that, and that you might want to start every single day and have an attitude of your heart and whispering a prayer throughout the day, Lord, if you want to use me today, I'm available, right? Well, listen, I can tell you emphatically that when we pray that prayer, he always answers, yes, I want to use you today. And so, 
Each Sunday, we make this kind of commitment to it. This week, this week's going to be different than last week. This week, Lord, I'm going to start each day, and I'm going to make myself available. And if you want to use me, I'll be available. And if you're anything like me, you get back here on Sunday and say, Lord, you know, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for second chances. Thank you for renewing me. Thank you for... But this week, Lord, this week, we're constantly being told what to do. That's what I do, right? On Sunday, that's what I do. Here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. And I'm so grateful that we have a church family that most people go, I want that. I want to experience that in my life. But... I think I should back up and we should spend some time talking about exactly how that works itself out in our life. We started last Sunday. Last Sunday was an invaluable lesson for us. We want to build these next four weeks that we're talking about unleashing the power within. We want to build on what we were challenged with and encouraged with and what we learned last Sunday from Pastor Jim's message about what do you believe? What do you believe, really? John chapter 20 and verse 35. These things have I written to you that you might believe that Jesus is God and that in believing you might have life. The Gospel of John is all about experiencing life. The life that Jesus has bought and paid for for us is a life that far exceeds, listen to me, that far exceeds anything that the world has to offer you. Jesus is talking in the 10th chapter of the Gospel of John in the 10th verse, and he says something like this, the thief comes only to steal and to kill. Jesus looks at us eyeball to eyeball, and he says, but I have come that you might have life, that it might be abundant, that it might be full and meaningful. But he doesn't just leave us there. He says, listen, I'm going to involve myself in your life. I'm going to be right there. I'm going to lead and guide I'm going to to bring to your mind things that I've taught you. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to orchestrate events and, and circumstances in your life. I have that authority. I have that power. I love you. I want what's best for you. I'm going to be intricately involved in your life. I certainly believe that when Jesus said, I came that you might have life, that he's talking about eternal life. But when he says that it might be full, that it might be meaningful, certainly he means our experience here on this earth. And I'm grateful that he doesn't leave us just to kind of figure that out on our own. I love what he says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. First, he talks about how we come into a relationship with him. For it is by grace that you're saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it's a gift, it's a gift, it's a gift of God, lest anyone should boast. But this morning, I think that we ought to consider what he says in that 10th verse. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, for we are his workmanship, we are his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus, a new creation, all things pass away, behold, all things become new. He made us, he knows us. He equipped us. He gifts us. We are his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus 
for good works, good deeds to be used by him, which he prepared in advance beforehand, before the foundations of the world were set in place. He said, I'm going to use you, and here's how I want to use you, and I'm going to orchestrate opportunities. I'm going to do all of this. You just make yourself available. You just surrender to me. You just be obedient. He prepared them beforehand that we should walk in them. He explains to us, listen, listen, this goes back, this goes back to what we learned last week. Do you believe this? He explains to us in the Gospel of John that this abundant life that he's talking about, that this, this life that's fulfilled that he's talking about can be found in the center of his will, can be found in, in, in surrender to him. And in surrender to him, he uses us. Listen, and it's in being used by him, it's in abiding with him, it's in connection with him, that we experience all that this life has to offer, this side of heaven. In the Gospel of John, he says to us, I'm telling you these things. Chapter 15, verse 11. I'm telling you these things. This is how you live. The last lesson before his death on the cross. It's important. This is how you live. All you who are followers of mine, this is how you live. I'm telling you these things so that your joy may be full. He says in John 16 and verse 33, you're going to have some tough times in this world. But in me, you have peace. You have peace. Not like the world. This is a peace that the world doesn't recognize. I want to suggest to you, you give this some thought. I want to suggest to you that, 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 that what we're after is joy and peace. We'll, we'll go anywhere to find it. We'll do anything to experience it. For some, it's, it's climbing the corporate ladder. For some, it's money. For some, it's a nice home or a, or a good family relationships. And, and, and we'll seek it. We go after it. We, we have strategies for it. We, we have conferences that tell us. But ultimately, what we're after is joy and peace. This feeling of satisfaction, this feeling of contentment. And God says, man, look, come to me for that. Come to me. Not only do we experience joy and peace when we follow him, when we find ourselves in the center of his will, he says in John chapter 15, by this is our Father in heaven glorified, which is our ultimate purpose. Hey, Is your life characterized by an undescribable power? If it's not, it's not God's fault. Because he's bought and paid for it. And he makes it available to us. These next four weeks, we're going to talk about unleashing the power within. I believe we're going to do it in a very methodical way. 
I believe that the Bible teaches us that, that the fullness of God is involved in our experiencing the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. In our experiencing the one who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ask or think. Consider that. Because I can, I can imagine some pretty big things. But he does abundantly above that, according to the power that is within. So we're going to be looking over the next four weeks, John chapter 15 and John chapter 16. On Sunday mornings, we're just going to open the Word and we're just going to listen to, absorb the truth, the truth in regard to these passages of Scripture. It can change your life. Y'all know that I've been excited about this for quite some time. I, um, I finished 2014. We finished 2014 by me saying to you something like this. Hey, folks, look, let, let, let's don't allow 2015 to be like 2014. In 2015, let's see more people come to Christ than we've ever seen before. In 2015, let's, let's baptize more people than we've ever baptized before. In 2015, let's experience him like we've never experienced him before. In 2015, and it wasn't about growing the church. It was about being used by God. It, it was about our, our personal experience. And it's September the 20th of 2015, and, 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 and you've got to agree with me, I, I think. Uh, basically, 2015's been just like 2014. For some, that's a frustration. What was 2014 like? 2013? And 2013 was like 2012. So I, I, I'm excited about this study because I'm praying, I'm believing, I'm trusting God that, that a year, uh, five years, ten years from now, we might look back on these four weeks that we spend trying to understand and trying to experience the power within us that's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And we'll look at those four weeks and we'll go, you know what, that's when, that, that's when God did it. I mean, that's when things started to change. That's, that's when we started to experience this incredible boldness. That's when we started to experience this kind of attitude of, uh, outward instead of inward. It's, it's about them and, and not us. I mean, that's when the unexplainable started happening. Folks, that can happen in this place. What do you believe? What's hindering you from believing the truth of God's word? Are you believing a lie from our enemy who is battling you? At this moment, he's battling you. Heard it all before, tried it. I pray that you'll give yourself to the truth that we will expound on Sunday mornings. But I want you to know this is real important. <coughs> Excuse me. You can only learn about this power through your experience of it. can't learn about it in a classroom. And you can't learn about it from a sermon. That is why your involvement over these next four weeks in one of our small groups is so critical. It's essential. It's in our small groups that we hash out life together, that we filter our experiences through God's Word. 
It's in our small groups that we say, I tried that, it didn't work for me, here was my experience. Or that we say, uh, you know, what, I, I just want to share with you all what happened to me. I, you know, here, here's exactly what it was. We might share experiences from our childhood and we might share an experience that happened earlier that day. But, but we're encouraging you to, to be honest and to be transparent and to be open and to say, look, here's what happened to me. And we take those experiences and we filter them through God's Word, through the truth. And we try to understand, God, what are you trying to teach me here? How are you trying to change me here? How are you equipping me? How are you getting me ready to be used by you? That happens in a small group. If nothing else, at least say, okay, 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 for the next four weeks I'll be a part of a small group. There's some things that you have questions about, and you know what? There's probably a guy sitting next to you, or maybe across the table. He's already gone there. He's already been there. He's already done that. He's already experienced that. And we grow together as we share that. So we're going to share the truth on Sunday morning. We're going to flesh it out. We're going we're to understand it by filtering it through God's Word as we share together with one another. Another important aspect of what we're going to be doing these next four weeks is our children's ministry. We're going to be teaching our children about the Holy Spirit. We're going to be teaching our children about a supernatural power that is available to them. We're going to, we're going to uh, um, have cheat sheets, if you will, uh, available to moms and dads when they pick up their children. We'll hand you a sheet. Here's what your children learned today. So that you can set a time during the next six days, after you leave here on Sunday, that you can sit down with your children and have a discussion with them about what they've learned. Now, I know that you think we're doing that for the children. Really, we're doing it for you. Because you'll learn as much from hearing them share with you what they've learned and being able to interact with them about that subject as much as they will probably much, much more. Do you want this? Is it real? Here's what Jesus said. It's good for you, I'm going away. That's weird. How many times have we said, man, I, I just wish Jesus was here in flesh and blood. Man, I'd love to see what he would say. I'd love to see what he would do. He says, no, it's good for you that I'm going away. If I go away, I will send to you a helper. <coughs> you need a helper? I'll send to you a counselor. I'll send to you a comforter. I will send to you the spirit of truth. If we're struggling back and forth with what we believe, Jesus said, I'll send you the spirit of truth. What we need to believe is truth. He's bought and paid for it. It's available to us. I guess the question becomes, do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want a full and meaningful life that he talks about in John 10? Do you want a joy that is full that he talks about in John 15? Do you want a peace that passes understanding that he talks about in John 16? Do you want your life to bring glory to God the Father that he talks about in John 14, 15, and 16? I'm excited about what God's going to do. I'm going to ask Pastor Jim to come and share with you 
a little bit more about how you can take full advantage of the opportunities that God's presenting. Some of you came in this morning and said, where's my robe? But we rearranged the auditorium so that we would have a, uh, an opportunity for life group leaders to, to be available to you on your, your way out this morning to find a life group. The tables to the left are going to be life groups that occur throughout the week that do have child care available. And the tables to the right are going to be for life groups that, that do not provide child care. And out in the lobby, you'll find the 18 to 25 young adult ministry uh, available to you. Now, we're going to ask you all, because look at the clock. Oh, my, church is done early. Woo! No, no, no. We're locking the doors, see? Almost literally, we're going to ask you adults, many of whom, I'll remind you, you got a little card like this, many of you, because your children changed locations. Remember, where you drop them is not necessarily where you're going to find them. But please don't go out these doors. In fact, we're going to put big, big scary men at the doors, okay? Because we want you to take the 20 minutes that we've set aside, and, and the children's programming, they have a program that will go till 12.05. Please don't disrupt it. You mean, this is what we call in the Navy forced fun, okay? For the next 20 minutes, you will have fun. But what we want you to do after we close is get up, and if you're not part of a life group, and we want you to be, especially for this four weeks, and you have kids that need child care, go over there and talk to some of us. And if you have kids that don't, go over there and, and talk to those groups. Get involved in a group today. We're giving you time and an opportunity and an availability to do that. And so please take, take that, that opportunity. Uh, also out in the lobby, you'll find uh, sign-ups for our, our Common Sense Parenting class, which starts this coming Thursday. You might want to be a part of that. And we're going to wrap up the Unleashing the Power campaign uh, series with the Fall Festival. And we have a, a lady who's going to teach you how to face paint if you want to face paint. And uh, so you can sign up to do that too. What else? Well, I'm already part of a life group. Good. So you've got to go out there in the lobby and say happy birthday to Pastor Dale. So Dale, you come on up here. Now, as you leave, what we want you to do uh, is sign up for Life Group. Don't get your kids. Sign up for Life Group. Go out in the lobby. Look at the pictures of Dale over the years on the monitors. <laughs> Compare them to, no, uh, and, and find Dale. And then on your way out, we would sure like you to share in some birthday cake. And it's going to be there in the hallway. There's enough for the adults in this room. So here's how, here's how it looks. Kids, 1205, life group, happy birthday, Dale, piece of cake, get my kids, go home. Don't bring them back, okay, because <laughs> they've already had a snack. So, so we're just going to do this. Y'all ready? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear. Okay, happy birthday to you. You're, uh, you're never quite sure what to call him in there, are you? <laughs> hey, your church got you a gift. Um, thank you. Why don't you go ahead and open that for us so we know what we got you. Thank you, thank you. I can use it. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, church family.
Will and I have really, really, really gotten kind of turned on to the Lions, and uh, we're really, really enjoying that. Hey, let me just say this real quick. Um, I hate this, <laughs> but I sure do love you. Um, I tell you sincerely, there's no other place in the world I would rather be than right here. And there's nothing else in the world I would rather be doing than what God allows me to do, which blows me away, which I don't understand. It's part of that abundantly above all that we could ask or think is what it is. So thank you. I, um, um, I, I, uh, I appreciate so much when you, when you come and say, you don't look that old. Uh, so keep doing that. Uh, <laughs> But I want to tell you, man, sometimes I feel that old. And uh, so, anyway, I love you. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Jim. Thank you. Church family, thank you so much. Okay, folks, why don't you stand with me? Now, this is what life groups do. This is, this is kind of a mini life group right here. We, we get together. We have a little teaching and sharing time. And then we go out and we eat food. Okay. Uh, and then at 12.05, Pastor Dale comes, I mean, Jim goes in the lobby like he does on Tuesday nights and says, get your kids and go home. That's what we do in my life group. It's great. Okay, so life group, celebrating life together. Please, just take the next 15 or 20 minutes and be with your family, get a life group, get some cake. Father, thank you. You are a good God. You provide for us everything we need. Every good gift comes down from you, and I'm thankful for that the gift of this congregation, the gift that you gave when you died for us, the gift of being able to gather together in this incredible building, and the gift of our pastor who blesses us and leads us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I hope you have been glorified. Help us unleash the power within is my prayer in your name, Jesus. Amen.